At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Lombardi Line here on a Tuesday morning from Las Vegas at our South Point Sportsbook Studios. It's also just afternoon on the East Coast where we've got Josh Applebaum with us today. I'm Ben Wilson here from Las Vegas. Stephanie Kamerschek, our outstanding producer. And Josh, we've got quite the show uh, on tap today. Great to be with you. A lot of NBA free agency talk. We'll also get into some uh, MLB chatter with Will Hill a little bit later. College football. We are nearing the start of the season. We'll talk about that with Kenny White. Also some NFL headlines. And that is where we're going to start, Josh, because look, you never know what you're going to get uh, day-to-day in NFL training camp. And the Giants, Josh, they're, uh, they're making news right out of the shoot here. This uh, this break, break in about a half hour ago, apparent leg injury suffered by Kenny Galladay. Had to be helped off the field during practice today. And then there was apparently a brawl later in practice. Josh, what's going on there at, uh, at Giants camp? Yeah, this is just craziness here, uh, Ben. It's great to be with you here on a Tuesday. Uh, we're going to do our best to impersonate Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi, oh, yeah. but I'm excited to be with you, Ben. Got our buddy Will Hill coming in to talk plays. Always fun to talk to Will. Kenny White also talking college football right around the corner here. But then, yeah, starting off with the Giants here, you know, obviously these are the things that get headlines this time of year. You know, a lot of us are, you know, heads down, still grinding MLB or looking at our NFL win totals or props. We get these things that happen and, you know, there's a fight, you know, Galladay uh, gets an injury. Daniel Jones is part of this big melee here. So uh, it's kind of an easy shot for us to just talk about the Giants this year. And, you know, one thing that jumped out to me, Ben, about the New York Giants is they're kind of following, um, you know, it, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. You know this, Ben. Mm-hmm. And I always look at the disciples <laughs> of Belichick where a lot of them flamed out, you know, man genius. And a lot of these that, uh, you know, tried to try to make a move, you know, leaving the, the nest here. Patricia kind of failed uh, miserably here. But I think the two that could really, you know, uh, look that make that Belichick coaching tree look good are, um, you know, obviously uh, Joe Judge here it, with the with the Giants. Uh, and then also, um, you know, in Miami uh, with, with Flores. So what I kind of like about the G-Men is, you know, they go 6-10 and 10 last year, but you're really setting your foundation. I think they kind of surprised a lot of us. We thought they'd be terrible. But Joe Judge kind of changing the culture of, you know, no nonsense, kind of like Flores in Miami. Uh, you go 6-10. and 10. I think that was kind of a victory year one. Now you're looking at this team to improve a little bit. You're waiting for Daniel Jones to make that next step. You bring in Galladay. Now, this isn't a good sign here, Ben. This is a guy who has all the talent in the world, but injuries have dogged him uh, all of last year. When he's healthy, he can, you know, get close to uh, 90 catches and 1,000 yards and a bunch of touchdowns, but already a big money free agent that's hurt, so that's not a good sign. But the funny thing here, Ben, to me, is the win total. The win total is seven with the Giants. So they go uh, 6-10 and last year, get in the extra game, but the intriguing thing, Ben, what I always look at is the juice on these win totals. The Giants over win total is minus 135 to the over at BetMGM. So their odds makers are kind of telling you, 
They expect this Giants team who laid the foundation, the, the bricks and the mortar of the house last year with Judge to maybe take that next step this year, uh, winning you seven or more, or more games. So uh, that'll be my play, taking actually the Giants over seven at minus 135 to make the playoffs their plus 240. That could be dicey. I still like the football team in that division, but also miss the playoffs minus 300. I don't think I'd lay a minus number right. there. And then, of course, Ben, you know, looking at that, that week one game, Denver at the New York Giants, we're still hovering around. Broncos minus one. So we'll have to see how that develops. Does it get down to a pick them? Does it move further there to Denver? But my, my biggest thing is this fight today and this injury to Galladay. Easy way for me to say, hey, I like the Giants over seven win total. I think it's juiced up for a reason. Again, he is Josh Applebaum. Follow him at Josh underscore insights as we're talking Giants with this breaking news coming out within the last half hour. A report from Pro Football Talk. Kenny Galladay exiting practice was holding the back of his left leg after a team drill, so had to be helped off the field. Later in practice, there was apparently a full-on brawl. Daniel Jones is at the bottom of the pile. That was according to report from Ralph Macchiano of SNY. Uh, so that's one of those things, obviously, I mean, just classic training camp stuff there, Josh. But the one thing I'll follow up with you on, uh, as far as Galladay goes, we know, we look, it was obviously a huge acquisition for the Giants to bring him in. And there is some thought, as you point to, that there could be reason for optimism with Daniel Jones if he stay, takes a step forward. If Saquon Barkley stays healthy and in a wide open division, there's reason to believe the Giants could be a trendy sleeper to come out of that division. And I know a lot of people have talked about in a division with three teams feeling pretty live to come out of the NFC East, the Giants at a, they've been around four and a half to one or so market wide, not a bad play to make in the NFC East. The thing though, I just wonder, Josh, you have a guy in Galladay who has historically had injury problems. And that was the big part of the reason for his tenure ending in Detroit struggled staying on the field, especially last year. How much of this though? I know this is, we obviously have no idea as far as severity of the injury or any other details, but assuming this is just one of those minor bumps and bruises that we sometimes see in training camp, uh, it obviously would not put his status for week one in jeopardy. But having said that, how much of this would you be concerned about just the fact that there is a history here and you're really banking on Galladay having a big season. If you believe in this giants team going, going forward long-term. Yeah, I think it's definitely something to be a little bit worried about here because, again, when you're on a new team, Ben, you know, when you start a new job or you go to a new school, first day of school, you want to make a good impression. We all know that, you know, uh, what you do today doesn't guarantee you'll be good or bad either way, but you just want to get off on the right foot. Changing teams, going to a new scheme, working with a new offensive coordinator, working with a new quarterback, you want to hit the ground running and really set a good foundation for the year upcoming. So Galladay is a guy, and, and, and uh, truth be told here, Ben, you know, I play uh, season-long fantasy with, with my buddies like, who I grew up with at Mount Greylock Regional High School in Western Massachusetts in the Berkshires. We've been playing uh, Yahoo Fantasy forever. And last year, uh, two years ago, Galladay torched me. I drafted him high last year. He's hurt all year. So maybe maybe I have a I, I have my own personal bias here when I'm looking at Galladay. But I just want uh, availability, Ben. You know, if you're already uh, rubbing, up, you know, coming up against an injury here, we've seen with Devonta Smith with the Eagles and his his uh, over under receiving yards like 749 and a half. Galladay, I think, is around a thousand. Just not a good sign here to start. And you were mentioning, you know, with the with the odds here, which which we perceive to be that NFC East kind of a wide open division. Here are the latest odds at BetMGM. Cowboys plus 120 favorite. To me, Ben, that's kind of a public play that you're always going to get this Cowboys money. You're going to fall in love with Dak Prescott returning, but they have their own issues to me. Uh, I, I really think Washington plus 225 uh, runner up odds here. To me, that's where I would look. Great defense, bringing in Fitzpatrick, Rivera in year two. Then you have the Giants plus 450 right behind them. Eagles plus 550 a little bit down the road here. Uh, but I would also say with that fight, it's always the sort of thing where as a coach, you know, the quote is that, uh, you know, judge is livid because what if you get a guy hurt? What if Jones at the bottom of the pile, you know, breaks his leg, God forbid. Yeah. Uh, but I think secretly judge might be like, I kind of like this. I have a feisty team that 
maybe is hungry and ready to go. So maybe you can take some the competitive silver lining from that. But of course, coaches hate it when you when you do this and, and, and risk an injury. Yeah, I'm just dying, Josh, reading the thread here from uh, Ralph Macchiato on this fight. Apparently, at one point he goes, there's dead silence except for Joe Judge's whistle and his expletives. So many expletives that he's like, it's, it's basically describing it uh, out of a scene uh, like Herb Brooks, <laughs> basically. Uh, with oh, miracle. miracle on ice. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just getting that uh, thought right of, uh, of Joe Judge. I know you, he's, he's your guy, Josh, a Belichick disciple. But, uh, yeah, not that's not the news that's going to move the needle uh, as far as futures. It's more the Galladay uh, injury news. So we'll keep you updated if we hear anything more about that. Uh, but at the same time, Josh, where we also start the show today, so much news going on in NBA free agency. And probably the biggest news of all of them we found out yesterday and into last night, Kyle Lowry going to Miami in the side and trade where they send Goran Dragic and Precious Achua. Miami does to Toronto. So he is expected to sign that once everything becomes official and they're allowed to sign those deals on Friday. Uh, what's interesting too, Josh, you look at this, this team now and here's just a, all of the notable free agency signings that uh, we have seen reported here over the last 24 hours. But Josh, I found it interesting that before this deal, and even after this deal, I'm actually seeing right now at BetMGM's Nevada shop, you can still get the Heat at 35-1 to to win the NBA title. They have moved on the East Coast now down to 25-1 to with this addition. Not just the addition of Kyle Lowry, by the way, but P.J. Tucker, who, look, long story short, basically got lowballed by Milwaukee ownership. Their owners did not want to go further into the luxury tax, even though they're you know multi-billionaires. That's a topic for another day, Josh. But this now, with the signing of P.J. Tucker, is what the Miami Heat starting five has the potential to look like with a Tyler Hero coming off the bench. So at 35 to 1, Josh, same odds as Atlanta, about double the odds of Philadelphia with, as we know, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, the clear consensus top two favorites of those Eastern Conference teams. How do you evaluate the, uh, the overall odds now for Miami with a couple of big moves? And th those two moves have clearly made Miami, especially with Lowry, the, the clear winner so far of the free agency period. Yeah, Ben, you laid it out perfectly there. And I think if you can still find a 35 tone of the heat, I would I would consider making that bet right now because a lot of these shops fell 35 to one down to 25 uh, to one. So this was something I wrote about in the Visa newsletter this morning. You can sign up for free, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Get all these breakdowns when you wake up in the morning. But really, just the Heat won day one of free agency. And Ben, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how you considered day one of free agency. It was kind of lackluster to me. You know, we throw up that board with all these signings and big money deals, but not a lot of big players switched hands. You had, to me, more of a big re-sign day where you know Trey Young comes back, Chris Paul comes back, uh, Mike Conley comes back. All these teams, all these players, kind of stay with the teams that they're with. But the biggest move was the Heat, and I love what the Heat did. You know, Pat Riley. Uh, number one, you're dealing with just uh, players want to go to Miami, great weather, South Beach. It's a great atmosphere. But Pat Riley, to me, still one of the best executives in the NBA. Remember him as a coach, but really he's been doing this quite a while here. We remember the Dwayne Wade and Shaq days uh, and then going in the bubble to the finals the other year. But I love what he's doing here in Miami. That 35 to 1 or 25 to 1, still good value. I just love bringing in guys who, uh, I'll use the word dog, and I say that with all love in my heart. These guys who, play really tough veterans know what it takes to win can put their egos aside when you can bring in Kyle Lowry with a guy like Jimmy Butler with PJ Tucker two years 15 million I thought that was a great move he's not going to try to score a million points he's going to play defense be tough get rebounds I love this starting five here obviously you bring back Duncan Robinson you have hero off the bench if you can go into a playoff series with that starting lineup with the shooting of Duncan Robinson with this great defensive team of veterans with Butler, Lowry, uh, with Tucker, still have Bam Adebayo in the middle. To me, the Miami Heat right now are the team that's providing a lot of value. And I really think going into a playoff series, 
Uh, this, is a, this is a really tough starting five that if you're going to match up against them, you're, they're going to be a nightmare uh, trying to, uh, tr when you're trying, uh, when you're on offense, trying these guys to defend you. But I just think this mentality of veteran tough leadership, I, I think Lowry and, and Tucker fit right in to Miami's culture. I thought those were two great moves yesterday. And yeah, I'm looking at my app right now, BetMGM Nevada, still 35 to one as we speak on Miami, at least if you're playing in the uh, Nevada jurisdiction. The thing too, and like I know a lot of, a lot of times we get a lot of overreaction to the start of free agency and you see some odds move wildly, but even before these news, I don't know how you felt, Josh. I, I felt like a team like Miami was in a great position to have a bounce back and be even more threatening coming into next season. You think about the four teams who were the conference finalists from the bubble season and just how much fatigue there was coming into this last season that we just saw with really minimal uh, time in between those seasons. Three of the four did not make it past the first round and only Denver who were still decimated by injuries were clearly exhausted as they got further on into the playoffs. They finally bow out. Uh, there's a look at how some of the odds have moved coming into free agency and where they stand now. Not a ton of massive movement, but the heat, the biggest ones, at least on the East Coast, as you can see, getting, getting cut down to 25 to 1. But Here's the thing, Josh. We made such a big deal about that fatigue from the bubble coming into last year. Well, let's let's keep in mind the season just ended two weeks ago, and the next season is going to start basically on time, like you would normally get. So training camp's going to start here at the end of September. So, like to me, even though Milwaukee is going to be a, a rightful second favorite to Brooklyn, at least in the Eastern Conference odds, and those are eventually released, I'm not high on Milwaukee. Even as a Wisconsin native, as you know, I'm still in celebration <laughs> mode from the title. I'm not high on Milwaukee coming back with so little time uh, to return. And while I think Brooklyn is obviously going to be a team that will be there at the end, I would expect them to maybe get off to a slow start, trying to get everybody actually healthy, make sure they have their core three guys ready to go. So you contrast that to a team like Miami, who got bounced early and had issues with health all season. Clearly, Tyler Hero was, uh, as we all knew, burnt out from that run in the bubble. So even before this, I kind of felt like Miami was going to be a dangerous team. Did you feel the same way even before the Lowry moves, Josh? I did, and I think you bring up a great point, Ben. You know, looking at last year and how it affects this year. So we all want to put COVID behind us. I think we're getting close to that point. And we're still having issues here and there in the NFL, but uh, still that COVID year where we had bubbles, we had condensed schedules, we had uh, just the regular schedule where you know uh, death, you know uh, death taxes and the schedule starting to this number day and ending this day, that all got thrown out the window last year. So things all all got screwed up. And I think Will Hill, who we'll talk to later, you know, one thing I remember going into this year is he really harped on uh, these teams that played really deep into the bubble and a quick turnaround. How could that affect them? The age of these players, like. For example, you know, we're looking at, um, you know, we're looking at the Lakers here, second best odds behind the Nets, Ben. Nets plus 230, Lakers plus 425. Lakers, uh, they might benefit them that they had an early exit in the playoffs. Uh, and again, you can bring in Westbrook. You still have a lot of these players that are over 30. If you if you run down the list, you know, James, uh, LeBron, Gasol, they get Ariza, Dudley, Howard, Matthews, Ellington, Westbrook, Bazemore, Marquise Morris, look all these guys. roster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is a amazing. really old team. I'm sure LeBron's like, hey, give me all these veterans that you know that I can re rely on. Don't have to deal with the young kids. But uh, that's an old aging roster. So maybe the time off benefits them. But you bring up the great point. Maybe it really benefits a team like Miami, who kind of had a bit of a disappointing year. Bite the bullet, get more extra time, more extra rest. The other team that I would look at, Ben, uh, would be the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets right now are 22 to one. And the whole point there is, you know, you're going to get um, obviously Jamal Murray back, who's your star point guard, who uh, got hurt. You coming off that bubble, you had that great year. You still have Jokic, the MVP. But that's something that, as as handicappers and betters, and we're looking to bet these futures. 
Keep that in mind. A team that maybe has more rest versus less, a team that had to go deep in the playoffs, this can really affect not only futures, but win totals as well. Maybe we can uh, kind of fade these high win totals on teams that uh, had short rest and kind of buy low on these teams like Miami, uh, who had more rest coming off the uh, still that pandemic right. condensed season. Look, regular season starts, Josh, October 19th. Game six That's of the quick. NBA Finals was was July 20th. That is less than 90 days for the Suns and Bucks. Like that, that's just absurd. And you counter the fact that I mean, thinking about some of these with the Olympic roster, and this obviously it's not just the USA, but other other countries, and uh, for guys who are on different teams here. But you had. Geraldo, Chris Middleton immediately go with Devin Booker to uh, the Tokyo where they're playing right now. We're going to talk about that a little bit later uh, in the show with the U.S. Uh, able to pull away after an early deficit from Spain last night. So, I mean, 89 days, Josh, really? Like, that's, that is remarkable to me when you think about uh, the amount of time you need to recover from a season. And it's like, man, and also keep in mind, training camp starts like a month before that. And you get preseason games as well. So it's like it's really less than two months here. It just It's like a soccer international offseason where these guys have no time off. It's amazing. It really is, Ben. I know we're up against it, but hey, at least you're glad if you're a Bucks fan that Giannis know, didn't I, go to the Olympics. A little, little uh, bit more yes. time for him, I guess. Right? Very, look, it doesn't matter. Bucks could lose every game next year. I'm, <laughs> I've got a title. I'm satisfied. You got your championship. Got you're a good. championship. Uh, when we come back, some interesting other news and notes from around the NFL, especially in Indianapolis. How have the odds changed after an injury to Carson Wentz? We'll break that down next here on the Lombardi Line. Time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 as we are back. It's the Lombardi Line on a Tuesday. I'm Ben Wilson with you from our South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum joining me from Boston where it's just past noon on the East Coast. whole lot of NBA free agency and uh, NFL news coming out uh, today, Josh. We obviously knew, though, last week about the Carson Wentz injury. What we did not know was a timeline. How long would he be out if he did elect to undergo surgery on his left foot? Well, we now know that it's going to be anywhere from 5 to 12 weeks, which if you're going to kind of let's just split the difference here, if it's, you, know, you say, uh, in that uh, eight, nine-week range, two months from now. So you're looking at uh, the start of October for him coming back. So likely to miss, you would think, at least the first uh, few weeks, maybe the first month of the season. And we have now seen, Josh, some, uh, some odds on the move here. What uh, jumps out to you here when you, when you see how things have dropped? It's obviously not massive, but it is, uh, it is significant. It's really significant here, Ben. So yeah, we were, we heard initially that there was a foot issue and it sounds like it dates back to high school. So this is an injury that maybe was just kind of a ticking time bomb for Carson Wentz. So uh, obviously we get, you know, a confirmation here, five to 12 weeks is the estimate. This is just really bad news for the Colts. You know, I did just get a text from our buddy, Mike Pritchard, our colleague of Eason saying that there could be an issue for Quinton Nelson, their star guard here with a foot injury, I believe. So there's more bad news with the Colts. Obviously you had Frank Reich test positive for COVID, even though he was vaccinated, he should be okay. But 
a few days away from the team. It just seems like the Colts, it really stinks if you're a Colts fan because this is a team that high expectations coming into this year, a great roster. I think management really built a very, you know, a lot of depth, a lot of high-end talent. You know, offensively, you got a guy like Pittman, you have a running back like Taylor. Your defense is one of the best in the NFL. You draft Quiddy Pay, uh, Darius Leonard. I think he could have some injury issues and wants a new contract. But you say, hey, we don't need uh, a Tom Brady to light up the offense. We just need a game manager. And Carson Wentz, we can buy low. We can, uh, you know, get him up uh, together with Frank Reich and kind of fix him. uh, And you're good to go. But now with this Wentz news, everything has changed. I also saw a report that they, uh, as of now, aren't interested in, in getting Nick Foles. They're, I guess they're going to ride with what they got here, Ben, which is Jacob yeah. Eason or Sam Ellinger or, uh, you know, who else they can find off the scrap heap. So I think that's a that's a tough situation. I think you're just going to try to, you know, uh, tread water here and just wait for Carson Wentz to come back. But there's two big takeaways here. One is their win total. They were nine and a half over. I think it was minus 150. You had a lot of liability to the over, expecting another 10-win season or more. It made a lot of sense. Now with this Carson Wentz news, they're down to nine. And one thing I noticed, Ben, is the under nine is minus 130 at BetMGM. So with all this news with Wentz and you know, Quentin Nelson and all these things that are popping up, it just seems like one thing after the next here with the Colts, they can't catch a break. It's funny, Ben, isn't a horseshoe supposed to be good luck? Apparently, uh, everything's going bad for them now. Uh, but now it is the under juiced up, expecting maybe a step back here with Carson Wentz. And then also the other thing is that game one line, Seattle against the Colts. We saw the Colts minus three at home. They got down to two and a half, and I said, that makes sense. Russell Wilson getting points in his career. He's been great as a dog, around 60% ATS. But now, with the Wentz news, we've seen Seattle flip all the way plus three, now to minus three. I see one book that's at three and a half. I'm not sure if that's legit. This is all, Mm. it's everywhere, Ben. And I think you're going to just, off of principle, get some buyback here, key number. But uh, this is just tough news if you're a Colts fan. Uh, And obviously, the futures market in week one are really moving because of it. Uh, Stephanie Kamashek, our producer, letting me know Colts are still favored. Two and a half here at South Point behind us. So if you want to use the the powers of uh, teleportation there, Josh, you can get yourself a nice <laughs> a nice little middle uh, right now, depending on the book you're looking. You, you mentioned that report from Chris Mortensen. Uh, this coming out this morning, Colts saying they will not be trading for Nick Foles, Marcus Mariota, Gardner Minshew, or any other veteran quarterback at this time. The thing I'll say, though, on this, and again, it's I, like to me, Josh, the, what you said about Quentin Nelson that is more news to me than what we might see as far as an, uh, an absence for Carson Wentz. Because I'm not a Carson Wentz guy to begin with. You look at some of the, the positional breakdowns looking at the Colts this year. The guys at Sharp Football, they had the Colts the 25th best uh, quarterback ranking out of the 32 teams. Uh, to me, that's like you. the Colts are going to play the same way. It's going to be a dominant offensive line with great running back play and solid defense. That's how they're going to win games. They aren't winning games because of Carson Wentz this year. So to me, if, if their line is banged up, and you talked about with Darius Leonard, if they have issues with depth at that position, I'd be much more worried about them in those areas. And like, regardless, I don't think a, a futures play would make much sense right now. There could be some value, though, on that week one play. We know how Seattle has struggled, especially early season games on the road. So I don't know, just, just a thought, but... You make the point, Quentin Nelson. That's the news I'm going to be paying attention to, uh, Josh. Speaking of injury news, there's also some other news coming out of the NFC West involving both the Rams and the 49ers. We'll break that down on the other side right here on the Lombardi line.
The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at vcin.com slash subscribe back on the Lombardi line with Josh Applebaum joining us from Boston. I'm Ben Wilson. Sad news to report, Josh. I checked my app during the break. South point has taken the week one Seahawks Colts. Oh, game off the So my dreams <laughs> of a massive middle are now uh, all of a sudden gone. So uh, yeah, and it makes sense that they, they would have taken that off the board. Expect that to get reposted. Like you, you said, Josh market wide around three on the other side to Seattle and, uh, and other books here in town do have that same line. Seahawks minus three at the Colts in week one with the Carson Wentz news. He is almost certainly now going to be out for week one. Uh, the other implication here, Josh, before we move on to some news in the NFC West is on the Titans as Anytime you're going to see a, a long-term injury implication like this, it's going to mean what uh, on the other side when it comes to the Titans? Yeah, you're exactly right, Ben. And by the way, don't worry, you missed the number. We got a long football season yeah, ahead of us. You're going to have many opportunities here to get some more sharp numbers. Yeah, so you'll be okay. But um, yeah, you know, I think the easiest thing when you see this Carson Wentz news is hit all these, you know, Colts unders. I don't know if that's a rush to judgment. Uh, it makes sense, but you got to kind of look at the numbers. If, they, if Once the odds makers adjust them, uh, you know, you're going to get a truer line based on uh, what the reopening numbers are. But my thing is, don't just, with the news of Carson Wentz, focus on the Colts. Focus on the Titans. I think this is a huge opening for the Tennessee Titans. You know, it's a team that I've been high on kind of anyway here, Ben. You know, I like what Mike Vrabel has done. Again, Patriots, you know, playing under Belichick, learning under Belichick. Vrabel in his first three years in the NFL, 9-7, and 9-7, and seven, and 11-5. and five. We know that they have a great nucleus of offensive talent with Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown. Then you add Julio Jones. I don't know about how good their defense is going to be. Maybe it's a team you target a lot of overs with. But I think that is really the nucleus that you're leaning on to win this division. In particular, I like the Tennessee uh, Titans win total here, Ben. You know, it was listed at nine, and yesterday it was minus 140 to the over. I just checked, it's minus 170 to the over. So this could be a situation where that nine becomes a nine and a half uh, in short order here. Uh, and again, you're going to feast on the Jaguars, the Texans four times a year uh, to make the playoffs. Tennessee yesterday was a minus 135 favorite to make the playoffs. Now they're minus 175. In the AFC South, the Colts fell uh, plus 100 to plus 170. Tennessee went from plus 110 to now minus 120. So again, we think of all this Carson Wentz stuff and we automatically think Colts. I say go the other way, really target the Titans here. I think that's where the value could be with their overwind total, their playoff odds, their division odds. And just really real quick, Ben, going back to the Colts, uh, talking about their win total, it's now nine under minus 130. Uh, give tip of the cap to uh, Mitch and Pauly in the morning, follow the money. I just saw their, uh, their tweet talking about this. The first five games for the Colts here, Ben, versus Seattle, who now they're, I guess, a three-point dog to, mm -hmm. two-and-a-half-point dog, at Los Angeles, at Tennessee, at Miami, at Baltimore. It could, it's very possible with Jacob Eason that you start 0-5, 1-4. Also would target some unders here if you're going to play these lower scoring games. But uh, seriously, Ben, 1-4, oh, 0-5 start, that could really tank your, your whole season to, yeah. to get off on a bad no, foot like that. Uh, it, is, it is not easy for sure. And even though like, I stand by, I, I still like this Colts team even without uh, Carson Wentz. It's more to me. If it's a healthy line, if you get a healthy front seven, I might be I might, you know, might, might take a stab on them as a dog in some of these uh, early season games, but obviously a long way to go. About a month here until the uh, actual start of, uh, of week one. Uh, we'll, we'll also be talking some alternate win totals. Maybe that. Maybe that's a, a direction you'll be going, Josh. We'll talk about that next hour with some AFC teams. Look at the 
alternate win totals that you can also bet. Uh, but as far as some other news around the NFC West is concerned, we did see a, just a minor injury to Matthew Stafford. He exited practice yesterday, hit his throwing hum on a uh, thrum on a player's helmet. Sean McVay said, I don't know, don't know anything yet. I think he'll be okay. Now, obviously not anything that has any uh, real betting implications, just a minor thing. Um, however, I think what people will be more interested to hear coming out of the NFC West was Kyle Shanahan. Now we've seen training camp. Obviously, we've, we've gotten into it about a week here. Josh, he did say he doesn't have any plans currently. No plans to give Trey Lance first team reps, at least as of right now. This, as we know, as, as we've kind of worked the uh, the offseason chatterbox here, Josh, trying to find angles to bet. Popular one was, will Trey Lance take the first nap of the season? And uh, you see the odds at, uh, dra- at uh, DraftKings, how the NFC West odds are formulating. Still Niners, very uh, slight favorites. Not that this news would impact that or anything, Josh. But the odds on him taking the first nap of the season. Yes, now plus 225. No at minus $3. What, if anything, does what Shanahan said uh, do to your thoughts on that potential prop? Yeah, so Shanahan, I've gone back and forth with Shanahan. I used to give him a lot of credit. I think there's a young uh, offensive mind who really, obviously, with that Super Bowl year against the Falcons, the 28-3 to game, it's a guy that really rose up the ranks. But my, you know, Shanahan, to me, the, all that draft stuff, I lost some faith in him. He was just so erratic when they said, you know, who are you going to draft? He said, we don't even know if we'll be alive on Sunday. I just feel like this <laughs> technically guy. Technically a true statement. The, <laughs> technically a true statement, but he just seems kind of over his head. And I don't know, great X's and O's guy, but kind of the way he's managed this, he's bringing me back a little bit. I think it's Jimmy G to start. I know it's a minus 300 number. A lot of times with these prop bets, one thing I've noticed over the years, Ben, is uh, the chalk favorites tend to win out. I think we all get caught up in like kind of the parlay mindset of, oh, I can cash a Mac Jones plus 200, uh, you know, a Trey Lance, you know, plus 200, these these payouts here that we want to get. But typically, I think the similar situation with Mac Jones and Cam Newton to Trey Lance and Jimmy G, it's very difficult to start with a rookie and go back to the veteran. It's much easier to start with a veteran, and then if you need help later, go to the rookie. You know, obviously, Jimmy G is a guy, if you look at his win-loss record in the NFL, he's got one of the highest win percentages. His problem is injuries, obviously, but only a couple years removed from the Super Bowl. I think you start with Jimmy G. I would lay the chalk there that he starts week one. Shanahan is is really kind of solidifying behind this situation of going with Jimmy G. He's earned it, and I also think um, give Trey Lance going from North Dakota uh, to the NFL, give him a little bit more time to get acclimated. I would lay the chalk price here. I know it's not uh, a big, sexy payout, but I think Cam Newton and and Jimmy G are in the same boat. I think they're going to get the first shot opening day, and then the, the question is, when do you make the switch later? Is it week four? Is it week right. eight? We don't know about that, but this prop is just week one. I would go with these veterans. I think these coaches want to go the veteran route, not not the rookie. Oh, we get so enamored too, Josh, with the whole idea of you got to play the first round quarterback draft picks right away. And sure, if you're in a terrible situation where you've nobody else to throw in, I get it. But uh, like with, uh, you know, and Cam Newton obviously has had major struggles here, especially in his time with the Patriots. So like that makes sense on the Mac Jones front. But uh, lest we forget, Jimmy Garoppolo still a serviceable, I mean, you could argue better than serviceable, productive quarterback. I just don't, Josh, the whole rush to try to insert Lance right away, that, that's the one scenario where if there's a guy who should benefit fit to any any more than anybody than than uh, than that with the rest to me it's Lance I just I have not been able to understand this whole narrative throughout the offseason 
It has been hard to keep track of. I would say one thing though, they're keeping Jimmy G around and his cap hit is 25 million. I, I, if you would have if you would have gone to Lance, I think you you blow out Jimmy G, you know, months ago, save that money, use it in free agency. The fact they're keeping him around, to me, that tells me that he's going to be the starter to start. I still get it. Patience is a virtue, Josh. And we also have no idea. And we, we could all not be alive uh, tomorrow. That's the lesson you exactly. take away from, uh, from Kyle <laughs> Shannon. One person who I know will be with us next is Will Hill. We're going to break down the baseball slate, get his thoughts on some other topics as well in the sports betting world. That's coming up next here on Lombardi Line. up so does the sports betting action at betmgm sign up now using bonus code vsin 600 and your first wager is risk-free up to 600 dollars. place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in mlb mls and more sports from around the globe and when you register with betmgm you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options player props and daily boosted odds specials from breathtaking goals to colossal home runs the king of sportsbooks books takes every play to a new level of excitement simply download the betmgm app or go to betmgm.com and enter bonus code vsin 600 to get back up to $600 on your very first wager. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is the Lombardi Line on a Tuesday across the country. We've got Josh Applebaum with us in Boston. I'm Ben Wilson here from our South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. And joining us now is Will Hill, our our, our man, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Follow him at not the Will Hill uh, on the tweets as uh, Will joins us. We've been talking a lot of NBA free agency, Will, NFL news. But as always, what I what I love about this time of year, we can get into all the hyperbole of long-term stuff. But we got baseball every single day and, and games to bet on. And the thing that caught my eye, uh, we just saw the trade deadline come and go over the weekend, Will. There were teams that made big moves to bolster uh, rotations and lineups and other things. And then there were the St. Louis Cardinals, who somehow decided it would be in their best interest to add John Lester and J.A. Happ, which uh, I'm still trying to figure out the, the strategy there. John Lester, he of a uh, over five ERA, and he makes his debut today at Bush Stadium against Max Fried and the Braves. I'm trying to figure out why the Braves here only minus a buck and a quarter uh, on the road here. I, I imagine you're looking the same way, Will. Yeah, I mean, those are some good moves. Happen, Lester, if it's 2013, 2014, not so much here in 2021. Yeah, I agree with you. This almost looks a little suspicious how cheap it is for the Braves. Uh, Freed, not as good as he was last year where he went undefeated, almost won the Cy Young. I think he finished second or third. Uh, but he's still been good. He pitched well his last time out. Two of the last three starts have been really good. So I think he got a big pitching mismatch here with Freed uh, going against Lester, who, you know, he, borderline Hall of Fame career. He's had a great career. He's just shot. His number are really bad so the Braves here are still in the mix and you know the NL East a lot like the NFC East was uh, this past year in football where nobody seems to want to win it and uh, nobody you can really count out of it at this point so the Braves made some moves they're still in it and I, I like them here tonight Will, it's great to see you, my man. Uh, and, hey, by the way, we're, we're getting closer and closer to football. And I'll, I'll ask your Hall of Fame bet here in a little bit because I'm so excited to talk that with you. But uh, sticking to the baseball theme, the NL East, uh, two questions for you. Who do you like to win that division? Right now the Mets are a minus 250 favorite. I think they were minus 300 maybe a week ago. So this thing is tightening. We have the Braves plus 400, Phillies plus 400. 
And then also, I think you like the Phillies today. Zach Wheeler uh, against Corbin. We did see the Phillies move a little bit around minus 165 up to minus 170. So your take on today's game. And then uh, who do you think wins that NL East? Yeah, I like the Phillies today, and, and I have some futures on the Mets. I got them 15-1 to 1 to win the NL. I got them plus money to win the division. I'm very nervous about them. Uh, we saw Baez pull his hamstring last night. Lindor's out. DeGrom has been shut down for a couple weeks. He's been in and out of the rotation with different injuries, and when you start to hear forearm tightness, that really makes you worried. So I think the Phillies are the team that could that could uh, jump up and snatch it. I mean, Gibson, they add, who is an all-star pitcher, to go with Nola and Wheeler, who are both really good pitchers. Uh, the top six in the lineup is really good. The bullpen, you know, they add Kennedy. They, they add some improvements there. So this is going to be tough for the Mets to hold on. I think there's value on the Phillies. The Mets have a 13-game stretch in August here coming up where they play nothing but the Giants and the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are just loaded right now. So going to be huff, going to be tough for the Mets to hang on. Uh, I, I think the Phillies are really live here at plus money. I think that's really good value, and I don't think you'll get it for very long. If you can get Philly at plus 300, plus 350, that's not going to last very long because, like you said, this thing is tightening up. And I like the Phillies today. I think Corbin, you know, a, a lot got taken out of him in that 2019 World Series run. They were pitching him and Strasburg on short rest. They pitch him out of the bullpen. Ever since then, both of them, their velocities are way down. You know, Strasburg has barely pitched. He's been hurt. So I think he got another pitching mismatch here. I, I, I like Wheeler here. I think this price is a little short. And you didn't even mention Noah Syndergaard, who I think we all assumed will. He would. He was supposed to be pitching now, but he has also been yeah. further shut down. And like best-case scenario, uh, he might be used as a reliever once we get to late September. So a lot of issues right now for the Mets. And uh, it's, it's become sort of a theme. Teams who are, at least in some cases, struggling to hang on to current positioning. And one of those teams as well, Will, is the Seattle Mariners. Did get a nice win. I know one of Josh Applebaum's favorite little systems plays there. Fade the <laughs> Sunday night baseball team on the, on the following day. Rays get the sweep of the Red Sox. They do lose on a really nice outing from Chris Flexen last night, 8-2. Uh, to two. But you look at it today, the Mariners trying to take two in a row from the Rays. And uh, Luis Patino, who's been a very interesting 21-year-old young guy, has had some ups and downs for the Rays. He's on the mound today against Yusei Kikuchi, who's been really the one constant, uh, for the most part, has had his struggles as well. But for Seattle, uh, still with that being said, plus 135 dog I'm seeing here at BetMGM. What do you think about that matchup? Yeah, I think there's some value on Kikuchi and the Mariners here. You know, they've been scrappy. Uh, it's almost like a civil war because they trade their closer to the Astros. A lot of the players weren't happy, and I think justifiably so. But, you know, you not only have the hangover with the Sunday night baseball, but the Rays are coming off a series where they sweep the Red Sox to move into first place. Before that, they play the Yankees. So maybe there's a little hangover here still against the Mariners, a little bit of a letdown spot. Uh, like you said, Kikuchi's been really good. You can get them plus one and a half, minus a dollar thirty, minus a dollar thirty five. Or, you know, just take them plus 135 on the money line. I'm going to take the plus one and a half here on the road. You get the extra extra at bat if you're losing. Uh, should be a close game. Mariners have played a lot of close games, a lot of one-run games. So I think there is value here on the dog in Seattle. Will, I'm right there with you. And, you know, one thing I noticed, too, in that game, uh, the total fell. It was eight and a half down to eight. Looked like there was some under money there. We uh, And, again, here's the, the importance of getting these hooks and getting the triggering number. You know, uh, now if it lands on eight, you push, whereas the eight and a half, you got it earlier, you would have cashed. One thing I do like too, Tropicana and these closed dome room stadiums, the under tends to do well. Uh, so I think maybe that under eight and a half, if you got it, you're feeling good about that. But Will, what I really want to ask you today is the Hall of Fame game because, you know, I, I took Michael Lombardi's <laughs> temperature yesterday and uh, he was pretty much in the camp of, and there's two ways to look at preseason, either enjoy it, scout, don't touch it, don't bet it, too much volatility, or you can lean on line moves. You can lean on coaches who tend to uh, approach these games differently. You know, like a guy like Harbaugh with the Ravens, best ATS record in the preseason, 33 and 15, 69%. So, Will, overall, just your take on betting the preseason, any tips you want to give out new bettors, 
Uh, do you go in the don't touch it camp or the, uh, hey, get down on it? And then also, I think you got to play on uh, on the game here. It looks like the total fell around 34 to 32 and a half. And we did see a move to the Steelers minus one to minus one and a half. Yeah, if you're betting the preseason and you have any friends that, that shame you for betting it or judge you, you need to get new friends and just reassess who you spend time with. This is the best time to bet. I mean, you could tell it's the best to bet because sportsbooks put very low limits on it. You know, Packers play the Cowboys in the regular season. You can basically walk up and bet as much as you want. In, in the regular in the preseason, there's very low limits because, you know, they're on an even playing field with us, which helps us because there's information out there. You know, you could read the, the coach's press conference, who really wants to win. And, and that angle, I like the, the who really wants to win. I look for new head coaches because – you know, they're trying to establish a winning culture, usually taking over, a, you know, a bad team. So I look for new head coaches. I think the wins, the results are more important as opposed to, you know, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Bucks. They're just, you know, they got bigger fish to fry than, than week one of the preseason or just the preseason in general. So I look for newer coaches. Uh, I look for grabbing the points with underdogs and with low numbers. We, we see this a lot with college football bowl games, especially the early ones where, you know what, if you're down seven and you score a touchdown, you're just going to go for two because you don't want to play overtime. So getting one and a half, getting two, two and a half, those numbers are extra valuable in the preseason. If you're going to bet the favorite, just lay the money line because a lot of games, you know, a lot more games and uh, land on on one or two versus the regular season. And as far as the Hall of Fame game, I think this is a little low. I like the over here. Uh, preseason, another angle, you got to look at the quarterbacks and especially the backups. The backups aren't terrible here. I mean, uh, Haskins, Rudolph. Uh, Danucci got some experience last year, although it wasn't very good. Garrett Gilbert got some time last year. He played well against the Steelers, almost beat him. So the backup quarterbacks aren't that bad. That like you got some guys with experience. Thirty-two and a half is a really low total. So I like the over here. Well, look, I, I love you and Josh. I, I got to say, like, <laughs> I'm not touching a preseason game with a ten football. It's gonna be it's gotta be a cold day in hell before you ever <laughs> see me put my money on a on a preseason game. I'm sorry. I, I'm not gonna shame you. I'm just saying, like, I could not uh, could not disagree more. I will though give you you know from ripping on you to giving out your Twitter for people to follow you. Will uh, not D Will Hill, our uh, Points Red Weekly contributor, joining us right now. Uh, yeah, I just I'm sorry. I can't I can't get there. Uh, what you and I though do have in common. Will, I'm gonna miss it, our friendship, man. I'm gonna miss it. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, look, I don't, don't, don't hold it against me for uh, for not wanting to for not wanting to bet whimsical things. It's too um, late for that. It's too yeah. late. I already holding it against you. Okay. Well, it's all right. <laughs> the one, th at least the one thing that you and I uh, do agree on, we and we like to bet is is the golf and uh, how fun it was to watch the Olympic golf over the weekend in Japan. But what's interesting, uh, people are probably you know it's it's Tuesday morning here at least on the West Coast, so people are still trying to figure out what is even on the slate for the PGA this week now that all the major championships have come and gone. But we do have actually pretty big field this week. WGC, FedEx, the St. Jude Invitational, invitation-only event, only 66 in the field, and it is a loaded field. Brooks Kepka, uh, your odds-on favorite. He's in the 11-to-1 range. You have guys like Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa in the 12-to-1 uh, range. So who are you uh, targeting, Will? I'd, I'd imagine uh, some value could be on guys who did not play the Olympics, don't have that rough travel schedule coming all the way back over, and then uh, playing right away. Xander Shoffley, by the way, who won the gold medal, he is going to play in this event. He's also in, uh, in one of those short shot uh, categories 14 to 1 yeah it was pretty crazy a seven-way playoff for the bronze uh, a few days ago which is i don't think i've ever seen anything like that uh you do have to uh, factor in the travel now this is the easier trip from tokyo back to the u.s as opposed to U u.s to tokyo because you're gaining time here but definitely something to factor in I think there's value on speed. Like you said, it's a good field, uh, except for Rom, who's still out with COVID protocols. Mm -hmm. You've got basically 48, 49 of the, the 50 best golfers in the world now. So you're going to see some longer prices. You know, usually you don't see uh, the, the favorite at 11, 12 to one, like you see this week. Um, you know, like you said, Morikawa, Kepka, those guys have been on fire. 
Uh, but another guy who's played really well, especially this calendar year, is Spieth. I think you get him 15, 20 to 1. I'm not looking at the board now, but he's one He's one of the guys that's up there. And Berger has won this event a couple of times. You can get him in the 20, 25 to 1 range. So those are a couple of guys that I'll be playing, you know, top 10, top 5 in, in those sorts of markets. Yeah, last time I looked, I know Spieth was a 12 to 1. I'll say this. I don't know if there's any direct oh, wow. flights from uh, from Tokyo to Memphis. <laughs> that that <laughs> might, be, uh, might, be a, no. might be a connection to two there. Uh, Will, always great to have you joining us again, William. He'll follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill. He bets preseason football. That's a negative, but he also bets everything else. And that, that is an overwhelming, <laughs> overriding positive. So, Will, always uh, appreciate the time, man, and uh, take care. Appreciate it, guys. Josh, you got to talk to this guy. You got to talk to him. Also, check We're out the on football, college football betting guide. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All the betting guides are great. And Thank guess you. guess what? We're going to talk about uh, the Thanks, college Will. football guide. Uh, yeah, a little bit more in our next hour. We'll, we'll bring on Kenny White to talk some college football on the other side. Hour number two rolls along right after this here on the Lombardi Line.